0: Thank you. I have two legs. <laughs> how many
1: of them work? One.
0: They both work. Just one, not quite as well as you'd like. That's right. <laughs> one.
1: One working, and crutches working with the
0: other one. Well, oh, she so actually have four legs. I have four legs now. Four legs now. Just, that, think, just yeah, think. Two arms. I, just think how much more cardio I can get in four legs. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Right.
1: Fit as a fiddle now, <laughs> boy, people. That's well, the way I do it.
0: Shane is back home. And, uh, Only back, four, fourth day back. Fourth day back, yeah. yeah, just got back a few days ago. And uh, we're going to be on track with more podcasts, more consistent now. Yes. Because you can't do anything but sit around and talk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had a little bit of a challenge. As you've probably heard in our last uh, episode. But some you broke so your leg, how was it feeling? That's right. It's,
1: uh, well, uh, I won't I tell you. the story, but some people might not have heard. Yeah. I broke my femur bone, weight recording.
0: Which happens to be the major bone in your thigh. Yes, the second
1: largest bone in the body.
0: And which leg? My right leg. Your right leg. Yeah. And that was quite an experience. So listen to uh, our previous couple podcasts because we discussed that in great gory detail. But so now you're back home. It's been, what, four weeks? Five weeks? Five. About, yeah, about five weeks. Five weeks? Yeah. So, and the, and the funny thing is, is that and this happened when I was right, when we were just getting together and talking. The phone rings. Shane answers the phone, and it's a, a friend of ours who has all of these emotional problems with things that are going on in her life, right? Now, how many legs has she got that works? Two. Two. Her arms are fine, right? Her brain works, right? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I got all these problems. So here's this fella can barely hobble to the phone. <laughs> Should be, you know, a little bit distressed, and is in a great mood, talking to somebody who's got everything to be happy about—a yeah. wonderful son, and and a great family, and her health, and everything yeah. else. And uh, and you were saying that since you've had your accident, it's like everybody that's got a problem has been running to you. oh poor me. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, you know, a guy starving on the corner. And all these people running to him, you know, with arm full of food, you know, bags of food, saying, oh, yeah. "I'm feeling a little hungry." <laughs> right?
1: But I actually think there's a reason for it because what's been happening is when they come to me, and they tell me the problem, and, and I give them some coaching through and help them through, and uh, then they kind of go, "Well, how's your leg doing?" And I, I said, "Phenomenal! I'm doing awesome. I'm back in the gym working on my upper body. My mind's there again." You know, it's just a minor challenge. The only thing different of I me mean, is that I got only one leg to work with right now. Yeah, you're walking a little slower than usual. And then I always give a comparison, <laughs> and I said, you know, it could be worse. I could have both legs broken. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it seems like they're getting a reality of their own life. And every one of them has called me and said, you know, I got to be honest. My problems aren't as big as yours right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
0: And I think actually, what you just did there was a very, very powerful way of keeping us kind of on track. Because comparisons are so, so, I was going to say powerful again. I was trying to think of a different word. But, but really, if you compare yourself to somebody who's a multi-billionaire and you're comparing your bank accounts, that could be somewhat depressing for someone, mm-hmm. right? But then you compare yourself to the 90-odd percent of the population that you know lives on $2 a day or yeah. $2 a year, and it's like, oh, I'm not quite so bad, right? Yeah. And I think that we can control what we compare ourselves to. Totally. Because every, in every job, every parent, every kid, every sport, there's, you know, there's only one Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan or, yeah. you know, or whoever else you want to compare that's the absolute best at it. And everyone else is blah, 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 Tiger Woods, right? Or you can say, you know what, I'm doing pretty good at this and I'm better than all these other if you have to be better than less than. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're in a position where you're saying, Oh, you know, I've got things are lousy or whatever, well, hold on a second. Yeah. If you know, one way of getting out of it is saying, Well, you know, I'm better I've got this, I've got that, gratitude, right? And I'm way better off than all these other people. So you know, you have to I mean that's just a tool to use if you need to use it. And I I think think I think yeah. oftentimes what happens is people use it the wrong way. Oh, I don't have as much as the Joneses yeah. next door, so poor me. Yeah. We do that. We hear that all the time. Yeah. Right? Well no, how about I've got way more than, you know, all these other people I see, you know, that's right. Living on the streets, for Yeah.
1: Yeah, comparisons can be quite strong or they can create a limitation to you. Yeah. And I use comparisons often, but I use comparisons to motivate me. As in when my leg broke and I said, to actually, the paramedic in the ambulance, when we were driving there, I said, uh, I knew it was a bad break. And I said, hey, it could be both. And then she <laughs> <you> started laughing. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm not in bad shape. That's right. right. This was in the middle of when I was in the ambulance. Yeah.
0: Howling and screaming bloody murder, too,
1: I'm sure. I was. And I was already training my brain at that moment because I knew that I had to train my brain at that time. For the journey that I had coming up, yeah, and so at that time I was starting to talk to myself in the right way completely. Even when I was on the boat, and they had me on the boat, and I was holding my femur in, and I looked over at my aunt at one point, and I said, "Hey, you got the camera?" As I'm screaming, and she just kind of laughed. She's actually you're sitting on it. She said to me, <laughs> and I said, "You know, everything happens for a reason. This is the middle of when I'm still in the boat, right? Right? You know, so fresh, fresh, yeah, a break, and it was it was already training my brain and. I got through it at a very easy level, and I'm getting through it, is because my brain was already trained. So I already did the work before, Mm -hmm. and that's, I think, a big learning lesson for a lot of us. We need to be prepared before for when something happens. And that's like even with your fitness. You need to be prepared with your fitness level in case something happens to you. And one of the reasons they said that, I'm healing so well and I'm able to get around faster than the average person would is because I was in such good shape when it happened. Yeah.
0: And in fact, we were even talking specifically about the yoga that we started last December, which yeah. would be about, what, 10 months ago now? 10 months, yeah. Yeah, 10 months ago. So we were doing, so this happened a month, it was nine months of yoga yeah. two yeah. to three times a week. <coughs> and, you know, Shane, you're, you work out on the weights and everything else, you're not the most flexible person. Yeah. Right? So what what we really were working and I'm not either. I don't work out on the weights like you do, but I'm not as flexible I know I'm not that flexible. Yeah. And both of our flexibility is just way better mm. after doing the yoga. And yeah. you were talking about how, you know, I was like, I can put my sock on my foot. You know? Yeah. Well like, you can't bend your leg right? yeah. So if you weren't flexible enough to get down there, you'd have a real problem. You couldn't do it. Yeah. And yeah. so that was, you know, it was really cool how things that we were doing previous to this incident helped you in this case to be able to make it a little bit easier. Yeah,
1: 100% yoga helped me because not only could I put on my sock because I could stretch farther than I normally could, Yeah. but I I've had to stand on one leg a lot and balance. Uh, you know, just when I put the crutches to the side, getting in and out of a shower, or I mean, there's just so many things where I end up standing on one leg. Right. And because I did yoga and we stand on one leg a lot in yoga, my balance was very strong. My leg was very strong. So it actually helped me completely for this injury. So it's kind of joke. Yoga was just gearing me up for this. That's right. Right.
0: Yoga was preparing you for
1: this. Preparing me for an opportunity means and some people are probably going, Opportunity? opportunity. <laughs> but for me I've turned this into an opportunity in all different ways, right? That's how I look at it. I, I would never give this experience back in my life. And people go, well you're crazy. I'm not because I learned so much out of it. I I've learned to stop and appreciate things that I never appreciated anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, little tiny things. And uh my life completely changed in one month so it just shows how your life can be taken away in a matter of minutes everything can be taken away so for me it was just it was a complete shift to a different level and I think for me it's helped me be able to become a better motivator a better coach now a better person just everything about me due to the fact that um, the appreciation that I have and I actually know how people feel now when they're in a lot of pain and actually can't go out of the house because I couldn't Leave my like I could go maybe to the, from the bedroom to the bathroom. I was in the hospital for in the bed, couldn't leave the bed. So, you know, I, I feel for people now right. when they're in that even like something like a depression or something like that. I understand because it was at times a little hard for me. I had to program my brain because I could feel depression coming on because I couldn't leave the house yeah. and I couldn't work out. And and so I can get a understanding of it now. So. I think that's that one of the reasons why this happened to me, so I could actually become a better motivator to humanity and be able to help
0: people. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Cool. So one of the other things that we wanted to talk about, just to segue into a different aspect of our conversation today, was uh, you were doing some research on different countries and how fat people were in some of those countries. The world's fattest countries. <laughs> So, yeah, in the The, world. the world's fastest. So, the, where the highest percentage of the population is obese. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, uh, I just keep thinking yeah. of the movie Wally. Well, I haven't even I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I'll have to get the DVD when it comes yeah. out and watch it because I know it'll be a nightmare for you. But, so, tell us, what is the number one most obese by percentage country in the world?
1: NARA. Is so that how you pronounce it? N A
0: U R U. Nauru. 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 Now, Nauru happens to be a small uh, island in the South Pacific Mm -hmm. near Papua New Guinea. We went and did a little research to find out where this place was.
1: 13 You're you're pretty good to say that. I wouldn't have said that. I'd have made myself look smarter. (laughs) (laughs) See, they know my tricks now,
0: right? Yeah. 13,000 people live on this little island, and what percentage of them are obese? 94.5% 94.5% 94.5% 94.5% are obese. They're not just a little bit overweight. They're like obese.
1: And I was trying to figure it out because they don't have, even have McDonald's.
0: Yeah. We don't even know what they can eat. We tried to find out what they can eat there. Let us know. Yeah. But You would think that on an island, you know, you'd be swimming, you'd be walking in the beach, you'd be in a bikini. Yeah. That would be scary. That, those beaches must be really scary. No. But on the other hand, it's only 13,000 people. Yeah. So what are some of the other ones that made the top ten? Micronesia. Okay. so that's, Federated States. That's the South
1: Pacific again. Yeah, 91%. Wow. Cook Islands. Same place. 90.9%. Uh, N-I-U-E. Nia. We've never even heard of that no. place. 81.7%. Um... Samo, Samoa, 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 Samoa.
0: 80.4 percent. The South Pacific is dense, a dangerous place.
1: Kuwait, okay. 74.2 percent. Dangerous for another reason. The United States, oh, 74.1 percent. Finally. So right now people are probably thinking, well, this is good. You know, yeah. the states get the number one, but
0: 100 percent of the population of the United States is more than all the people on the number one right. place. right.
1: So the truth is, the United States, 100 percent. Takes the cake as number one. No pun intended. Maybe we should <laughs> say eats the cake. Eats the cake, the yeah. Takes the cake as uh, number one.
0: I feel so sorry for our American brothers.
1: Yeah, now, now I could go on more, but, well, I'll read Canada. This is our country. Yeah. You know, So we got to kind of feel sorry for ourselves, too. We're in 35th out of 194 countries at 61.1%. Yeah, it's not so good. That's not good at all, either. No, we're not... Even close to it all. Now I got to brag for a minute. Okay. Our home city, where we live, where we have a penthouse in. Yeah. In Vancouver, Canada, downtown. Yeah. It's called Yale Town. Yeah. The part
0: of downtown Vancouver that we're in is called Yale. Town. Yes. Where we live was raided. Oh, hold it. And this only happened after we moved in, right? Yes. <laughs> so, all so because of me. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott. That's
1: right. Our, our little city, you know, downtown Vancouver, our little suburb, Yale Town, was rated one of the fittest cities in all of Canada.
0: They're the fittest areas of the fittest cities. Of uh, all Canada,
1: yes. yes. And so people always ask me, well, how do you actually guys do that here? And I said, well, it's pretty easy because uh, we have a bylaw here. And the bylaw is uh, they actually have border patrol. Border patrol doesn't let you out of Yale Town. unless you're a certain weight so most of the people can't leave that go back to the gym and then they go back to the border patrol and they give their card and then they're let out so it's a bylaw we have here it's quite it's a quite a unique bylaw so if you want to move where where i live in yale town you'll have to obey by this bylaw so (laughs) <laughs> I'm pulling your legs now. There's no bylaw and there's no border patrol where I live. But wouldn't that be unique if we had a border That's patrol right. where you couldn't leave and you you're, had to use them a, wait
0: You're in a gated community and the guard says, sorry, go back to the gym for another half hour yeah. before I let you out. <laughs> there goes my imagination
1: again, right? To how, how we're going to create, create a fit
0: world. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah every every high-rise that... Have a doorman, and the doorman looks at you and to sit on the scale. And if you are too low or too or too high, I mean, on the scale, you've got you can't use the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would create
1: more fit people. Well, it sure would. I mean, even to put signs beside elevators: "Please take the stairs instead of the elevator. You're getting fatter." Yeah, save energy as yeah, well. You know, you take that. That's right. Yeah.
0: You know. Well, one of the reasons I think that where we are is probably one of the fitter areas is I think it's a little bit younger population. Which tends to be a little bit fitter, but also we're right on the edge. Like we're we're looking out right now. It's a beautiful sunny day. We can see the North Shore Mountains. We can see English Bay, the water, and uh, I mean it's gorgeous. And two blocks away is a wonderful walk along the seawall. Yeah. And I you know I go down there all the time. I'll walk along, look at the sunset, uh, take a book with me, sit down and read. People are riding their bikes, rollerblading. Uh, playing basketball, all that sort sitting on the beach, swimming, all yeah. those sort of things, so it's really easy to be active here, and I think that's kind of the key mm. as opposed to you know going and sitting in the in the pub or sitting in the mall yeah, and
1: I find that living in this community uh, because there's so many fit people around, you just tend to follow the crowd mm. I mean everyone's out doing stuff. And, And and go into yoga and fit, and people are talking about fitness. So you know, who you are around, that's who you become.
0: Well, and I noticed the other day there was this very, very beautiful young woman walking her dog. So I ended up, you know, following her for a couple of blocks out of my way. You know, so I got an extra three, four blocks of exercise that I wouldn't normally have gotten. I'm sure that happens here all the time, too. Yes. I've never did that. <laughs> no, I know you would never do never, that. I would
1: never do that. So you actually found a strategy that works for you. Yeah, I was very
0: motivated to go <laughs> for a longer walk. There's
1: nothing wrong with finding the right strategy that can keep you healthy. That's right. There's your strategy. <laughs> that, now I know how to motivate you. I'm just going to go get a whole bunch of hot girls, hire them, and you're going to follow them
0: all around the city. That's. That works for me. It's better than losing the car. <laughs> that's right. And we haven't lost the car lately either. No. Actually, um... Uh, I,
1: don't know, I was, was going to tell you a story about uh, one of our weight loss members, and the name's not popping up right now at this minute. And it's 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 right there in my head. She just came to Vancouver. She's going to kill me. I'll mention your name next time. I can see it on my email. Got to remember. I get so many bloody e- I get so many emails. Right. Um, it's there. But I got an email from her, and her, and her husband came to uh, Vancouver from San Francisco. Okay. And. Um, she, they biked all over Vancouver and oh, nice. what a beautiful city it was and what a great time they, they had here and everything, right? So you look and they came here and they did fitness. Right. They biked all over. And they were and active. Were brilliant. And, yeah, enjoyed the city. and You can tell I'm still thinking because I, the name is right there because we've talked on the email like six, seven times but it's just not coming up right now. Oh. Yeah, you're, yeah. As soon as
0: we talk about something else you'll remember her name.
1: I will. I will.
0: So she came up. She had a great time. She did some exercise, which is a great way to use your holidays, right? Mm, Totally.
1: So listen to this. Research shows that if current trends continue, at least half the population will be obese by 2032. And in less than 15 years, 80%, 86% of men will be overweight, and 70% of women will reach the same level of obesity in 20 years' time ouch, that's crazy. You know, and what really gets to me, ladies and gentlemen, and this is why I preach, have a healthy life so much, get out there and, and live a better life, and just don't do it for yourself. Do it for the next generation, because what we're talking about right now is when we're talking about 2032 and, and those later years, we're talking about our kids. That's right. We're talking about... Our next generation, you know, when Gandhi said it, become the change that you want to see in the world. So that means we got to lead by example. Each and every one of us have got to get on board and start creating a change. And it doesn't matter where you are right now. If you're overweight or you're in great shape. It's you need to keep lead by example. And so if you're overweight right now, you're the ones, actually, that can really touch the kids. Because if you go out and you create a change right now, and you say, okay, well, I've got 20 pounds to lose, or i got 50, or i got 100, or i got 150. If you go and take action and lose, there's going to be kids, there's going to be generations right now that will watch you lose that weight. And somewhere, somebody, a younger, younger kid will pick that up and say, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And you give them hope. So that's why... For me, I, I'm spreading also, my kids, message. Kids do what the parents do. Oh, 100. You know, yeah. and, and I'm spreading my message not just for you guys to to live a healthy life, but for the generations to come. Your children, for our kids. That's right. It's the first time ever in the history of the world that our kids that are that we will outlive our kids' lifespan. Yeah. At the rate we're going, if we don't create a
0: change, and we can see in places like. Uh, Nauru what the future is going to be like because the other thing that we found out when we were looking at that small little island was 40% of the population have diabetes type 2 diabetes, diabetes. Yeah. and uh, you know that's the way it's going to be with you know in the next it's where we're going yeah if, we're, if we don't do something about it we need you your help we need you to take action in your life
1: totally and that's where it all starts starts with you right now, at this very moment, right? right. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Right now is the time to take action. So if there's anybody sitting there right now thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll start tomorrow, or maybe I'll set out a plan right now. No, 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 no. Get at it right now. There's no better time than now. Put your shoes by the door, get your clothes by the door, get up in the morning, go to the gym, go whatever you're going to do, go sign up for that program, you know, and do it now. Because I know there's people listening right now that are sitting there going, yeah, I need that little bit of motivation right now. You know that's why I'm tuning in. Yep. and I need that extra push right now. So go and do that. And the stats that I just gave you of the fattest countries, and I wrote some more. If you want to know, if you want to see all the 20 stats and a bit more, you can go to my blog, and that's at ShaneJames, ShaneJeremyJames.com.
0: Yeah, you got it all up there.
1: And you can read all about uh, the stats and, and about uh, the fattest cities. And I wrote a bunch more stuff about it as well.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up uh, today's episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we're kind of back in the saddle, and we're going to be uh, doing these on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Any last words before we go?
1: Uh, yeah, do we want to tell them to go over to Weight Loss in the Mind today?
0: Do you want to go over to Weight Loss in the Mind today?
1: Okay, we'll tell them that. <laughs> Since we were talking about kids, I thought this, I would thought we'd bring this up. Okay. Because uh, most of you know that have been following you know, my career and stuff is that one of my uh, big visions is to stop the childhood obesity problem and the way we're going to do that is we're going to start kids camps across the world and so what we've did is we've set up a program at www.weightlossinthemind.com for $3.33 I will help you change your brain and change your weight for $3.33 and a dollar of that is going to go to help build kids camps across the world.
0: That's right. So you so can go over the there and help. Yeah. So you can impact your hips and your thighs and your waist and children all around the world. Mm-hmm. All, yes. at the and all at the same time. And all at the same time. And have fun doing it. A lot of times people have asked me
1: too, ladies, I was, well, why did you decide to charge three dollars and thirty-three cents a month? And I said, well, because most of the other gurus, you know, and as I'm growing, they're charging, you know, for online, they're charging at least forty to a hundred bucks. Right. Right. A month and what what happened with me was I got to the point and said okay if we're really trying to help people then what's the point of charging a whole bunch of money yeah make you it know? a no-brainer make it a no-brainer right so so that's why I picked that price was to give them more value and I, I, there's more actually value them. I don't like the I don't like to talk about you know ever cut down anybody else's work but I don't like the fact that you can go to other websites or other gurus teach exercise and they teach diet but that hasn't been working for the last hundred years. Right. You know, you've got to get the mind right first. That's right. That's that's the diet. That's the that's everything. You know, and I, I have exercise programs and all that, but the bottom line is we've got to change the brain, change the habits, change, you know, stuff like the frontal lobe that I was right. telling you about, yeah. things that you guys don't know about. We need to change the brain, and that's what's going to change the weight. So it's not about exercise. It's not about diet. It's about the brain first.
0: That's right. It's all about... Think fit. Think fit. Be fed. See you all next time everybody. Bye-bye.